0: If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast. We are going fully live for the second time, so... It's amazing because we're like 260-something episodes in, but then we finally realized, hey, we can do this live and have some fun with people and make the guests and myself even more nervous as we're doing these things. So uh, totally fun way to do the podcast, right? How this works if you're tuning in for the first time live is these episodes will naturally be coming out before the audio versions of it. So let's say you clicked on this right now and you're like, well, wait a second. I don't feel like watching a full hour on Facebook or YouTube. Totally fine. Uh, just wait a week and then we will have the audio version of this released. Uh, but today we have a cool topic. We're going to be talking about some thyroid triumphs uh, with gut healing. And you kind of nailed both main topics that people love on this show. They love anything hormonal, including thyroid, um, and they love the gut health. So I expect this to be a nice and popular one. If you are going to be following along live, I'll probably say this a couple of times today just as people come in and out. You, you can ask questions on the live podcasts, but Lindsay and I will go by ourselves for a good amount of the time and then maybe... Um, You know, if people are asking questions 30 minutes in, I'm happy to take from the audience. So we have Lindsay Akinclose with Akenclose with us. See, I told you, I get nervous <laughs> and still do it. And here is her bio really quick. Her inspiration and purpose to becoming a certified health coach and launching her new business is for helping other women overcome issues related to thyroid imbalances, which is related to her personal journey, as we'll talk about today, um, and the importance of gut healing as well. She became super passionate about functional health and learning to advocate for herself when she discovered her own health issues related to the thyroid and gut. As she began her healing journey, she realized that women are truly left in the dark and misinformed about such important issues. Yes, and I know that sounds funny coming from me, but I've seen this actually in my family, unfortunately. Uh, She no longer wanted to see other women suffering the way she did unnecessarily. So her passion for this knowledge turned into motivation to launch her own business in functional health. And her business is still very new, but she's excited to start connecting with women all over and share as much knowledge as she can to empower them to advocate for themselves and take ownership of their own bodies so that they don't have to continue suffering like she did. Welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Hi, everybody. (laughs)
0: The reason um, that I said I understood this despite being a bearded male is my mom actually dealt with uh, Graves disease and we Mm -hmm. did not get a proper diagnosis for her until seven years after the first symptoms started, despite her going to the doctors all the time, despite her going to the hospital all the time because of what she was dealing with. So um, definitely, definitely have seen this and. I got to find the study because I keep referencing it on this show, but I think this needs to be validated. Uh, There are studies showing that women are more likely to get told it's in their head uh, when they present certain symptoms at a doctor's office. It does happen to both males and females, but women are more likely to have that happen. So, um, it's a shame and it sucks. Lindsay, how we like to start off the show always is I like to dive into people's stories and then we can dive into the topic of the day, the business. I'm sure that's going to come in naturally with your story anyway. But uh, my first question always is what did your initial symptoms look like and when did they begin for you?
1: Well, um, I wasn't aware of my symptoms until I had my baby. So of course you just, you have a baby, people say it's postpartum depression, it'll go away, you're fine. But it was about a year after I had him, I saw my doctor. And I said, Okay, like, it's been a year, what is wrong with me? I shouldn't I thought postpartum kind of goes away, you know, in a few months. And she said, Well, you could, we could refill a antidepressant for you if you think that would help and I said but I'm not depressed Mm -hmm. like it's weird because my symptoms were severe severe depression and anxiety like I was waking up every single day crying and just dragging my butt out of bed but at the same time I'm like I'm not depressed Mm -hmm. like I don't know if that makes any sense so we tested my thyroid and everything of course the doctors only test TSH Mm -hmm. and at the time I didn't know that either I didn't know that that was the marker for thyroid and I didn't know that that marker doesn't really test the function of your thyroid so when we got all my results back everything was fine Mm -hmm. so I carried on I'm like okay whatever I'll be fine it'll go away two years (laughs) I finally had two people suggest that I go to a naturopath um, because my depression like I was I would say I was suicidal, okay. but the reason I didn't act on it was, I don't know, maybe I wasn't fully suicidal, but I had those thoughts, like, it was bad, and the anxiety, um, like, I couldn't even function in public, like, there were days that I would go drive somewhere to go meet up with people, and I would park and go, no, I can't do this, and turn around and go home. So I guess those were my top two symptoms. I kind of got sidetracked there, but, the- <laughs> okay. um, and then a lot of like the gut stuff, like the bloating, um, IBS. What else did I have? The cold intolerance, like mm. freezing cold in the summertime. Um, gosh, it's feels like a lifetime ago. So I'm trying to think of all the symptoms I had. I had everything. Sure. Um, the skin, like the dry skin. Um, what else is there?
0: I, you got the hair maybe? I don't know the if it was hair, a yeah, there the hair
1: loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything. But I guess because my top two symptoms were the anxiety and depression, that's why I was like, okay. Yeah. Something's so- not right.
0: The anxiety thing, especially, and I have dealt with depression, but I wanted to dive into that more, actually. The anxiety thing It is so tough to describe to someone, right? If they haven't been through that, because it's like, how can you drive to the place and not show up? I've done that exact thing. I actually, unfortunately, through no fault of their own, I was getting in trouble with my parents in my teenage years because we lived really far from everyone and they had no problem driving me to my friend's house. But we would drive like 20 minutes to go to a friend's house. And so (laughs) these people were nice enough to drive me there, go back and then pick me up later. So it's an hour and a half trip in the night to go drop me off on a Friday But I'd get to my friend's house and I didn't tell them that hey i feel really weird and i need to go to a doctor i would make something up be like well i wasn't really making it up i was just only telling one of the symptoms like my stomach would hurt really bad now really i had a bunch of stuff going on but i would tell them the stomach ache is the reason i couldn't go out and yeah. my dad started catching on to this that this happened every time uh, but god bless him he knew nothing about anxiety or mental health and so he keeps thinking that something's going on with my friends that i'm not telling him and i'm just wasting time so now of course that's creating more stress but people don't get it it's like You can want to do these things. You want to live your life, but all of a sudden these symptoms come, they hit you like a brick wall and it's like, damn, I I can't go do this. The, the thing I wanted to touch on too, um, it's not that it didn't make sense, but it's so unique for everyone. I'd love to touch on it more. You said you had this experience where you're waking up, you're crying, you're, you're diagnosed with the depression, but you aren't feeling depressed. So, um, it doesn't have to make sense to anyone. I'm just curious what that, what does that mean for you? What does that mean? You weren't depressed though?
1: Um, I think because knowing who I was, I'm just a happy-go-lucky person. And I still got through the day um, doing what I like to do. I still worked out. I went and did things I enjoyed. So I'm like, I've never been depressed before. So I was like, why am I waking up yeah, like this?
0: Okay. So, so- it was almost like these forced physical symptoms were happening despite your mind still allowing you to live like this otherwise normal life. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, and yeah, everyone experiences depression really differently. You know, I thought when I was younger that I I was told by a counselor eventually that I had depression, but, um, I thought I couldn't have it when I was younger just because, you know, I could get out of bed every day. And Mm -hmm. I thought I, I had this notion that, Oh, everyone has to lay in bed all day. Um, and no depression can be experienced totally differently. And the fact that you had, uh, those suicidal ideations eventually, you know, again, not everyone has to act on it, man. I think even, I don't want to misspeak, but I think even people with depression, we kind of know that we shouldn't be feeling that way. It's (laughs) just that it can become so real for certain people that unfortunately they do end up acting on it, not realizing that really what should be happening is we should be treating the depression, not acting on these thoughts that. They somehow rationalize themselves. They make us think that, oh, yeah, I actually do feel this way or I've always felt this way. And you're like, no, no, I haven't. Like, I I didn't feel this way before this. So you end up going to um, some naturopathic doctors based on the recommendations of friends. That's awesome. Some people will never get that recommendation. Did the naturopaths, were they able to help at all initially? I feel like they're probably able to move the needle a little bit. Maybe they didn't get you to where you needed to go. But I'm curious what the experience was like there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as soon as I walked in there and told her what was going on and said, someone told me, come in and see you get a full panel of thyroid tests. She's like, yep. So we did it. <laughs> so of course you go in, you do your clinical indicator score test, which was fascinating. So you like this big list of symptoms and you rate them. Did my labs. Sure enough, my thyroid, I was completely hypothyroid. And then she put me on a plan uh, with the medication. I forget the name of the protocol, but it's like to give your thyroid a kickstart. So it was like we increased the medication every single day, and I had to test my temperature and all of that. I noticed within a week the difference i went back to her went through that list of symptoms and i couldn't believe how much has improved within i think it was a month or so i went back to see her i was like wow so that was the problem so i really wasn't depressed <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh i about, think that's yeah, just
0: Oh, sorry, yeah, I think that's what's happening to a lot of people. Um, because depression's real, anxiety's real, uh, but there's so many causes that it's it's almost tough to say. It's like, right, so were you depressed, or was it a thyroid issue manifesting as depression? And then as we dive even deeper on this podcast today, it's like, well, was it really a thyroid issue, or was it other things going on yeah, that led exactly. to it? The... Um, and this is why, you know, if it's your first time hearing about FDN. You wouldn't know this, but uh, even if you're a regular FDN person, practitioner, listener, you'll, you'll get this and appreciate this. This is why we don't really treat the symptoms or uh, give out any diagnosis. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I can't do that anyway, but the point is, it's never just one thing. It's like, look at this cascade of stuff that ended up leading to something that is a very typical diagnosis. A lot of people get diagnosed with depression and anxiety, but is that the quote unquote root cause for you? No. And even the seeming root cause probably wasn't the root cause. So it's not to be confusing. It's just, this is why we need to address the entire person and their lifestyle and not really worry about uh, these specific things per se. So you're on the medication it's going well. That's awesome, right? And we're all for that at FDN. Yes, we do functional stuff, but we also don't want people to suffer. If you're dealing with suicidal ideations, I think that's a wonderful thing that there's a medication that can take you out of that um, or at least help significantly within a month. That's, that's a wise choice. Now we got to dive into the part of Okay. How do we actually get to the place where maybe, maybe we don't need the medication anymore. We can feel even better. Were you getting there with the naturopath or was that more of a person that gave these specific protocols that got the needle moving, but it didn't lead you to where you wanted to go? Like how did, because every naturopath is different. So what did the the next part of the work look like with them?
1: Yeah, it honestly, it's peeling the layers, the onion, you know, the layers on the onion. um, Eventually, the medication kind of stabilized and I started getting symptoms showing again or some of my symptoms I still had were still persisting. Um, It was the big symptoms, the anxiety and depression that really leveled out. I was like, okay, this is great. But now we had to go to that next step. What's going on in my gut? So the medication is not a magic pill. Mm-hmm. It does help. My naturopath was honest with me and said, most likely I'm going to be on the medication for life. Mm-hmm. Again, that is the medical model. They will say that. I don't want to go off the medication because it works for me. Sure. But I also, again, I had all these other issues going on. So um, what did I do? I Well, I did a GI map
0: with the nature path,
1: did i do that with i think i did no oh sorry back it up i hired (laughs) i've done so many things this is like now seven years in okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd only just finished fdn last summer so i ended up hiring a totally different hormone coach before i started fdn And went through her program. It was a four-month program. So that's where I did the GI map and the Dutch test. And then found out I had H. pylori. Because I was having so many gut issues now. I was like, okay, I think my thyroid's fine. But my gut now, I was like bloated and gassy. And oh, it was awful. Food sensitivities. And I couldn't eat anything. Like no matter what I ate. So that revealed some gut infections.
0: Do you think you and I could be totally wrong. I'm just it's a curious question. Do you think that you had those symptoms while dealing with the anxiety and depression but they almost got put on a back burner or did, were they really just new manifestations of new symptoms?
1: I believe I had those symptoms all along. Mm. Yeah, all the yeah. little ones kind of don't they're not a big problem when you're trying to take care of you know the real the real problem that was affecting the way you live yeah so yeah it was kind of frustrating because I felt like I hit a wall with my naturopath like she couldn't help me anymore but I didn't know what was happening but I also had a ton of stress like major major stress in my life that I wasn't addressing and when I finally realized my nervous system was part of it I had to do all this healing from emotional trauma, past traumas and the present trauma I was going through as well. Um, Just going through like a divorce with a baby, all of that. I ended up going to different programs to um, heal that trauma. And so that's another thing too. Like it, it, Um, it almost caused more symptoms, but then eventually healed my symptoms because there was just a lot of crap that needed to come out.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's how, you know, I would never wish this on someone, but the the benefit to the people that you'll end up working with and are working with and the community that gets to hear this is, this is such a perfect story in the world of FDN because this is how it goes, right? You have this thing that kind of rocks your world. You're like, where the hell did this come from? I felt, I thought pretty good before this. And now you go on the journey and it's such a, it's so weird because it's so unique for everyone with what they deal with, but the journey is so stereotypical. It's like, all right, you know, it starts here. Western medicine can only help so much. Now I move into my first thing with natural. And maybe it doesn't work in the way that you wanted it to, but it moves the needle enough that our hope is re-inspired. And we're like, all right, wait a second. We got something going here. There's got to be more to this. There's no way I could know all about it just from going to a nature path. What yeah. else is there, right? And you start diving into different practitioners and programs. When you – um. I know that you said this was we're literally going back seven years. So I don't expect you to remember this stuff perfectly, but I am curious because you already had mentioned H. Pylori and stuff when you did the, um, the hormone tests and the stool test with that practitioner, do you remember some of the big findings uh, that came up at that time that were really essential for your healing?
1: Um, it was probably the H. Pylori Okay. because I, with my naturopath, I had treated SIBO and, I tested SIBO positive twice and went through that protocol and I was like, Hey, well, this still isn't working. So when we found H. Pylori, that practitioner was like, that's your underlying cause to your SIBO. Okay, great. (laughs) Plus with all of, yeah. And then it healed all the imbalanced bacteria and, um, and the candida, like that was another thing too. I had really high candida, which yeah. So
0: how did this all lead to you becoming an FDN practitioner? Because that was only, like you said, last summer. Um. So seven year journey and you decide to finally go do this. I'm sure at least some of the motivation is to continue to improve your own health. That's a lot of the motivation that people have going through the FDN course. But, you know, if you're going through the course, you also always have in the back of your head, as obviously ended up being true for you hey, I want to go do this as work. I want to go help other people. Um, And it's cool because we all work with a bunch of clients. That doesn't mean that they're going to become practitioners. So when did you decide that, hey, I I think I actually want to help other people with this instead of just be a client?
1: Yeah, I, I was posting so much on my personal Facebook and Instagram just to spread awareness about what I was going through and how I overcame certain things. And I thought about it for probably a good two or three years. I was like, I need to do this for work because, well, for one, I really, going through this personally, I really want to help people because I see it every day, just women walking around suffering and they they don't need to be. But at the same time, when I'm posting on my social media, I felt like people weren't taking me serious because I didn't have like a couple letters behind my name.
0: Yep. <laughs> you don't even know what the letters are, but you just throw yeah. a couple there. You're you're not doctor,
1: So what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, it just became motivation. It was, I was so passionate about just telling people. Sometimes it was unsolicited advice. I admit, but <laughs> I'm like, you guys, I can help you. I know what's wrong. <laughs>
0: Well, Lindsay, let's be honest. This is, again, this is all part of the stereotypical journey. The unsolicited advice phase is huge. As soon as we get into the studying and the certification, now it's like, mom, dad, brother, sister, listen up. You guys need to know what's wrong with you. And they're staring at you like, I didn't ask for this. I want to eat my apple pie on Thanksgiving. Shut the heck up. Um, and then so yeah. we learn. We, we just learn through these phases that we go through on this journey. Um, but I, I totally get that because when we do, especially – having the experience that you did, it's not that the hypothyroidism thing is not particularly uncommon. It's certainly not normal, just like all these other symptoms, but it's not uncommon. And so when you have certain things like mental health stuff, like both in a, uh, both of us have experienced, I had some cystic acne stuff. You had the hypothyroidism. When you have things that are that prevalent in American society and many of the Western uh, societies too, and you walk around in a Walmart or a supermarket, you're like, Holy cow. It's overwhelming. And you almost feel like the, at least in my experience, the only way to cope with it is to say, I'm doing something about it. Like I'm actually out there doing a podcast or working with FDN or, or helping my own business because otherwise it, it feels like you almost feel like upset. Like it's not depressed, but it's upset. Like I can't see all these people suffering and not at least try to be at some light. They can do whatever they want. So um, yes. We had a, a bunch of people commenting too. I forgot. Sorry, I should have said that. So Ryu Ken said, good morning. Good morning to you, my friend. Uh, we also had Joe Pate say, it's amazing how much the thyroid impacts us without even realizing it. Yes. Uh, Tracy said, mental health is truly a personal journey. Those who deal with depression, anxiety do deal with it so differently. Yep. Um, Joe said, wow, to the seven years. And then Ryu said, no time like the present, uh, talking about mm-hmm. the career stuff. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So with that said, you go through the FDN course a year ago. This is a little fresher. And um, what's cool is a year ago, we would have already had implemented, you you got four lab tests when you went through the FDN course then, correct? That's included in tuition back then? Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know when you started versus when you completed. So sweet. So then you would have gotten the GI map, you get some hormone testing, you get all the fun stuff. Um, Now you've been on the journey for a while and there's Mm -hmm. always room for improvement. So I'm curious, what showed up on the labs when you were going through FDN? Because you've done a lot of stuff. Like, did HPI lori show back up? Did you have any other infections? Like, Or were they looking pretty good at that point?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. And it was almost kind of, like, um, disheartening, in a sense. Because I'm looking, going, oh, my God. I've just done all this work, healing. I get my GI map back. And now I've got bacteria, like, high bacteria, like the um, commensal and think i'd eat coli on there and i was like what the heck why do i have e coli (laughs) like what is happening to me now high candida still i was like what is with this candida um all my hormones were still really tanked which i just i knew and uh what else oh i'm trying to remember all the labs we did but yeah they they weren't great Okay. They weren't terrible, but they weren't great. I don't think I had H. pylori anymore. That was done. Yeah.
0: Well, that's <laughs> you feel better today than you did seven years ago, right? Yes. Okay. Well, then the good news is, and I, oh, I think wait. this is actually... <laughs> This is a fair perspective though, because I appreciate your transparency, But yes, it can be disheartening when we've been on these journeys for a while and we get some lab results back and it's not where we wanted it to be. I'll never forget that. When I got, I was scared when I got my hormone results back. Um, I was 21 at the time. I was in the exhaustive phase. I was doing better than 99% of my friends because they were all 2021. 21. I, it wasn't hard to beat them, right? Just like, don't drink alcohol to excess every weekend and I'm already winning. Like, let alone I'm eating organic, I'm doing all this stuff. And I got these tanked hormone results. So initially it was disheartening, but then I talked to my mentor, Brandon Mole, and he helped reframe this in the sense that, he said, Evan, do you you feel better than you did a couple of years ago? Which is the same thing I just asked you. And the answer for both of us is yes. So he said, great news. Like we can do stuff about this stuff that just showed up on the labs and you already feel better. So man, how much better can you feel? And it's like, wow, that's a, that's a really good way to actually put it. And so one of the things that you get in the FDN course for someone just tuning in that might not uh, know anything about us is you not only get these lab tests included in the cost of tuition, but you'll also get your results and recommendations sessions. There's multiple uh, with your mentor. So um, I'm sure your mentors or mentors, it could have been plural, uh, was able to help out a little bit once you uh, were going over stuff with them. Did they get you on a protocol, some things to start feeling better a little, uh, right away?
1: Yeah, honestly, um, because I had been through so much already and done all the supplements and all that, I honestly wanted to keep it really simple. And my mentor at the time, she was lovely. I loved her because she was more about the nervous system and just, um, yeah, embracing the joy in life and kind of focusing on that, focusing on joy rather than what's the next supplement I need to take? What, like, what's wrong with me? I need to do this and this. and Like, I really was at a point where I needed to just relax (laughs) and breathe. So this,
0: this part is not necessarily, um, stereotypical for everyone's journey, but I I do hear this a lot because I dealt with the same thing, right? We kind of we, we find some stuff that works. We learn about the supplements. We learn about the labs and that can become a unique obsession in and of itself. And and it's cool. There's worst obsession or worse obsessions in the world than lab tests and supplements for sure. But you almost, you can see where the trauma is exposing itself because you took that same type a personality that might have led someone into these disease states beforehand. And now we're just doing it with functional medicine. So it moves the needle a little bit, but you're kind of stuck. And then you, you end up with where I was at. You're like, I'm doing better than 99% of people. Why do I feel worse than 90% of people? Like this isn't adding up. And so uh, that sounds like that's been a, a really cool part of your journey um maybe a, a, over the last year especially. So has there been significant improvements ever since you started focusing on the nervous system stuff and and what does that what does that even look like? What does that mean to someone that doesn't know how do how do you work on the nervous system?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It sometimes it's hard to explain it, but really it was getting rid of all those burdens in my life you know um, a relationship I was in ended that was huge just having my own space and being able to think about myself for once um, because growing up with a narcissistic mother and being married to a narcissist and then being in a next relationship that felt like I was just trapped all the time and that was a lot of stress and I think it just alleviated so much like it's not that I need to be sitting and meditating for 30 minutes a day like I don't need to do that I really just need to find the joy in life and I find joy in very simple things and pleasure that is my new journey right now pleasure hands right. down like find the pleasure in everything everything in life
0: the relationship thing can't be, I mean, that really can't be overstated enough. I, I, had, because I had very back-to-back experiences, so it was quite profound. And this is, my God, man, this is not a condemnation of the other person. It's like certain people are just incompatible and you try things and it doesn't work. That's thats fine. It's yeah. a good person though. Um, But I was with someone and, you know, my skin looked really good beforehand. Like I got my acne under control. That was always a big thing for me. And the longer I was with them, the worse my skin got, despite us both being super disciplined on <laughs> the food side. And, you know, you just think it's like kind of coming back. You don't fully under, understand it. Um, and then I didn't realize it until I started um, dating my now fiance, Maddie. I can get away with so much stuff like eating cheat foods, quote unquote, yeah. or staying up later than I should. And the skin looks better than ever before. And so you realize the people that are in your life are like a huge part of this. If you have something that, you know, at best, it's just an incompatibility. At worst, it's it's downright abusive, right? That's going to be the yeah. extreme version. That takes a toll. That affects our health. And similarly, when we're in love with someone and it's fun and we can be ourselves and there's not an abusive aspect to it you can almost get away with other things because there's so much joy coming um, from that side that it's kind of fun. It's like you can trade it off for some stressors in other areas. So uh, I'll share these comments. Actually, these are great things here. Um, Let me see if this pops up. So Joe said trauma can be a missing piece. Yes. And I feel like that exposes itself more and more, the more you do the labs and the supplements. Cause if you start getting stagnant after doing all this stuff, it's like, Oh, maybe it can be that. And then, um, we had Tracy say something too. find enjoying life is huge. It's there. Just look for it. Your mind will lead your body to a much better place with that focus. Absolutely. So not that we have to get too technical, too sciencey, but I know someone's wondering this today, Lindsay, if, if they're new to this stuff, maybe there's always someone that clicks on the podcast just because of the title. And they're just like us you seven years ago, and, and frankly, me around that seven, eight year mark, too. We're just starting out. So we're on Dr. Google, we're on Dr. YouTube, we're searching stuff. And maybe this is the first podcast that they've clicked on regarding their thyroid issues and gut health. And they're kind of wondering, like, okay, all of this is great. This is cool. But we're talking about trauma. But we're also talking about postpartum depression and thyroid. Can we kind of explain like, How does this all relate? How is it that a a relationship that maybe isn't ideal in any sense can lead to like a thyroid type of symptom? How does that work?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's getting real deep. Yeah, (laughs) little Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what they say. The the thyroid is um, a blocked throat chakra, your throat chakra. So, which made a lot of sense for me because I think back like, Did I use my voice growing up? Was I allowed to use my voice? No. I'm like just now in my adult years, I'm learning to speak up for myself. And um, that just led me to go a little bit deeper into that side of things to figure out why and how I can, you know, heal from that. So... I lost my train of thought because I now have lost <laughs> what your question was. Um, it's just one, well,
0: it was an answer, right? That was fine. Um, wow. It's talking about how all of this kind of connects um, practically, but also spiritually, as you were kind of mentioning exactly. and alluding to. It's yeah. like, I, I guess what I'm trying to do is connect for someone that, you know, they just got the thyroid thing. They clicked on this podcast. Cause they're like, damn, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to figure this out. And now they're listening and you know, they're 30 minutes in, they're like, okay, this is really cool. I'm, I'm getting this to some degree, but maybe they don't understand yet how like a trauma, um, spiritually or biochemically can lead to the manifestation of like a thyroid symptom or, or bad gut health. That might be confusing to them. So um we've already actually talked about, I don't know if you have anything to elaborate on, but that was the spiritual side. Right. And then there's a very practical side. We could talk about the HPT access. There's, there's a lot of things there. So yeah, exactly. um, however you want to take it is fine with me.
1: Um Yeah, I just like to keep it simple because I know how overwhelmed I was when I first started. Sure. So it's really just like taking that first step and don't think, you know, don't think too much about the big picture and like the end goal. It's really just, let's just focus on today Mm -hmm. and go from. And I think that's one of the big things that led me into wanting to help people was because I want to be able to simplify it for women. And not have to go through what I went through because I feel like I took all like extra steps that I maybe didn't need to take and spent extra money I didn't need to spend. So <laughs> now that I know, I just, yeah, back up the bus. Let's just take it one tiny little step at a time.
0: Okay, that's a fantastic point then because yeah. if you could go back and, you know, you can't prevent, I, mean, well, I guess you could have, but let, let's say... We're at the point, at least, where we have the symptoms, right? Because I'm sure if you could go back even farther, you'd prevent it all to begin with. Let's assume yeah. the person has symptoms, otherwise they wouldn't listen to this. You have a seven-year journey at this point. There's, there's medication involved. There's multiple practitioners, multiple doctors. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff in there. And then, obviously, there's stuff that you would avoid, knowing what you know now. So that's my question. If you just got the symptoms today and started feeling this stuff, What is the approach that you would take knowing what you have now after seven years of learning, studying, and being through it? Uh, Maybe some advice for people that are out there dealing with the same thing. They just got the symptoms and diagnosis of the postpartum depression or something similar.
1: Right. Well, if they've already got the diagnosis, um, I guess, depending on whether or not they're on the medication, um, I would say... If I could go back, I would focus more on the emotional aspect rather than the diet and, you know, stressing out about what I was eating all the time Um, because that really is huge. Um, Definitely, like, I think my thing is, is once you get the diagnosis, the GI map, definitely for sure. Let's take a look at the gut because the gut is all related to everything. So I would start there, a GI map and focusing on the stress reduction and the emotional health for sure.
0: And just so people know how realistic that is. I, um, I just left the country for the first time recently, went to Italy. Now Italy has the third longest life expectancy right now. I think it's about 80 something years, but third lot longest life expectancy ex- expectancy in a that's what sucks about doing it live right i can't edit that out (laughs) in a world that has you know almost 200 countries if not over 200 i forget i always this is hilarious i always mix up the amount of bones in the human body with the amount of countries that the world has don't know how that happened but um it might be 195 then for countries either way that's impressive to be the third longest in life expectancy and we went there and i noticed there's ashtrays On every table, even at like the little breakfast places we're at, I'm like, what? How many people smoke here? And I looked it up. 25% of the population still smokes in Italy. These people all eat at 9 p.m. Super late, huge, heavy meals filled with tons of carbohydrates, stuff that many of us in America would recommend again. Certainly the smoking we'd all agree on would not be done. And These people are outliving us. And I was trying to figure out what's going on here. And there was a couple of things, not necessarily related to the emotional stuff. One was they walk like crazy because everything, there's huge staircases on the hills. I was dying and I feel like I'm in shape and I was still dying. So that's probably one thing. But the other thing was they were some, all all over the country, because we went around the whole coast, nicest people you would ever meet. Everyone was so kind, everyone was so friendly. When we thought we were going to take get taken advantage of as tourists, it was actually someone just doing something nice for us, going out of their way when easily they could have gotten money out of us. And so my point is, I wonder how much of that life expectancy, despite some very terrible habits in <laughs> certain ways, um yeah. is from that mental state that they're in Mm -hmm. everyone's being nice like oh my god you go to new york city everyone wants to fight you it's like i'm walking down the street and everyone's just kind to me and helping me out even as someone who's not from the country so i wonder how much that plays into the life expectancy just being calm nice and happy all the time right time
1: huge yeah Yeah, (laughs) they're sleeping good they have low stress yeah it's huge and the connection that sense of community we don't have that here
0: people are lonely
1: we're lonely
0: Right, right. The food's so damn good too. I I just had a theory that maybe they just don't want to die. They want to keep eating because it's so freaking delicious. So uh, they want to stick around. Um, Okay, cool. Well, now you have gotten into business for yourself. Um, I know in your bio, you proclaimed that it's still new. Totally fine. We've had people on the show with 10 year old businesses. We had people that just started last week. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, My question is though, have you started working with any clients at all? I have worked with one.
1: Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> You're great. I love your transparency with everything. Like This is where I'm at. This is who yeah. I am. That, I um, think that actually is more relatable to people than anything. Yeah. I um, mean,
1: people do come to me for advice and I'm always happy to just share what I want to share without charging people money at this point, but I'm not doing any diagnosing, well, not diagnosing, but not doing any protocols for these people. Just, sure. just trying to guide them.
0: Well, okay, cool. That changes my question a little bit then just as fine. My question is then who is your ideal client now? If someone is listening and just found you very relatable, that's what's so special about this show is, you know, we can have two other, uh, 200 other practitioners on and someone today will listen and just relate to you for one reason or another. They're, they're just like, that's my person. So, um, who is your ideal client now that you're doing the business side? Um, what would they look like is, or are you willing to work with a variety of people or is it mainly people with the thyroid stuff?
1: um yeah my niche originally was with postpartum women so that's kind of where I'm sort of aiming towards I don't like to just um focus on just such a small group because the thyroid affects everybody whether you've had a baby or not Mm -hmm. so but just because of my own personal experience with anxiety and depression I want to hopefully relate to other women who are suffering with those symptoms so yeah the thyroid the gut for sure because they kind of go hand in hand yep. um, yeah cool
0: um makes sense to me and i, I mean i kind of figured it's just it's always good to get some yeah. directness with it just so people they're listening and like they almost need permission sometimes to reach out to someone and and go yeah. see them they're like all right should i reach out or they do they want to work with me type of thing so um i feel like you're a totally nice cool person i you don't yeah
1: i love it when people like i just get random people reach out sometimes and it really just like warms my heart because i'm like oh you felt comfortable enough to just reach out to me and it's you're not a burden because i've been there i know what it feels like to feel like you're a burden and i don't want anyone to ever feel like that Mm -hmm. like even if you just need to get something off your chest i am here like (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Will, yeah. Hey, as long as we're balancing it to make sure we're not taking on too much, right? Because we can't pour from a cup that's empty. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. And I think the time to do that is when we're starting off with stuff, right? Because you you might get some clients out of it, but that's not even the reason that you're doing it. It's just sometimes you just have really authentic conversations that are yeah. learning experiences, and it helps them and it helps you. Um, and yeah, every now and then you're talking to someone and you're just like wow, we totally click. I, I'd love to help you um, with the lab side. So yeah. as someone who is so interested in the the, the trauma side and, and the emotions all behind this, how does your coaching look? And, and I get that you're just starting off. That's fine. But you still have an idea of what you're going to be doing. So I, I know you'll utilize the labs, but do you do anything uh, directly to help them with the trauma side? Or is that something you refer out to? I'm not sure if that's one of your specialties or not.
1: I would have to, I would refer out for that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's not something I'm trained to do, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, so Lindsay, with the last uh, several minutes here, not that we need to f- uh, fill the full thing. First thing I want to know is where can people find you if they'd like to reach out to you or work with you?
1: Yes. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, what am I? Lindsay Lee health and my email. If you want me to share my email on here, I, uh-
0: I honestly would be careful with that one because your business okay. is going to grow. Let's start with the Instagram.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. check we'll on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I'm still just getting started and I'd love to see more followers and would love to start engaging a little more on my Instagram would be amazing. Cool.
0: So. Oh, nice. We got your, uh, there we go. Here, yes. actually, we're awesome. sharing it on the screen, and then, of course, um, if you're just listening on audio, no worries at all. We'll have that in the show notes for you guys, as always. So that's where people can reach out. I love. Um, I really love this trend. Instagram has become such a thing. I cannot tell you how many people like. It's a good percentage of people that come on the show. Just shout out their uh, Instagram before their website even. I yeah. think this just makes sense, right? We even do that with FDN. We literally shout out the at FDN training on the podcast to just go to our Instagram and DM us there. We'll talk. Like, let's just yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. Now, uh, with all uh, – actually, you know what? Sorry. I'll leave that on until the end. Um, with all that said, I think it is time for our signature question on the Health Detective Podcast. Oh, don't worry. It's not anything yeah, – for those on audio, or eyebrows went up like, oh, crap. What's this kid going to hit our wrist on uh, now? No, nothing crazy. It's um, it's it's simple. Uh, it's just not – it's simple and – principle, but I think it always kind of gets people to think a little bit and reflect for a moment. The question is just this, if we could give you a magic wand and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to start doing one thing for their health. So just to be clear, you could literally get them to start doing one thing, or you can force us all to stop doing one thing. What is the one thing that Lindsay would get them to do?
1: Go to the naturopath and get a full panel of thyroid tests nice
0: all right um and i gotta i gotta throw in there i mean you could do that technically through fdns but people could also if if Mm. you don't want to pay a bunch extra i mean you can get that rate online i think what's great about your recommendation though is you're going to need someone who can analyze that damn test just because you ordered it doesn't mean that you know how to analyze it so um get a little uh get a little bit of both so that is fantastic Lindsay. thank you for coming on today and i just i really I know it seems simple to you because you're not the one interviewing all these people, but I love your transparency. I love you coming on and just be like, yeah, I just started my business. I got the one client. Like That's relatable to people. And I feel like sometimes the individuals like you are the people that actually end up getting the best feedback on this show. No one's ever gotten negative stuff. It's just some people get a ton of positive feedback from our audience flowing in. And I think you're just a really relatable individual. It is so clear Uh, that your intentions are genuine and that you are in this solely to go help other people. So um, we're glad to have you as a part of FDN and thank you so much for sharing your story today. We're glad you're doing better.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. It was fun. Awesome. Awesome.